The Lord said, Woe to you who build the memorials of the prophets whom your fathers killed. Consequently, you bear witness and give consent to the deeds of your ancestors, for they killed them, and you do the building. Therefore the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles. Some of them they will kill and persecute, in order that this generation might be charged with the blood of all the prophets, shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who died between the altar and the temple building. Yes, I tell you, this generation will be charged with their blood. Woe to you, scholars of the law. You have taken away the key of knowledge. You yourselves did not enter, you stopped the, and you stopped those trying to enter. When Jesus left, the scribes and the Pharisees began to act with hostility toward him and to interrogate him about many things, for they were plotting to catch him at something he might say. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. At this point in the Gospel, we begin to see the tide beginning to turn against our Lord in his public ministry. Gone are the days where thousands upon thousands gathered around him. And even as we look at today's particular gospel, I can't help but wonder if our Lord had a little bit of a chuckle to himself as he walked away from this conversation. And the reason why I say that is because as he starts talking about how they treated the prophets, there are a few times throughout the gospel to where the scribes and the Pharisees and trying to kind of butter Jesus up or trying to sugarcoat something. They call him a prophet, a teacher, rabbi. And so whenever he's talking about the way that they mistreated the prophets and those who came before him, as he walks away, it then says that they begin to mistreat him. And so he's drawing a direct connection, and he probably has a bit of a dark humor, a bit of a smile on his face about this. But he just told them what their ancestors did and that they would do the same. And now they begin to do the same to him. So we see in this gospel that there is this tendency towards this resistance to the word of God within the scholars and the scribes, but also we are to put ourselves in this position as well. What are the ways that we are resistant? What are the ways that we do not want to welcome Christ into our hearts? Whether it's an area of sinfulness that we're not willing to let him take away, or if it's an area of hurt, woundedness, that we don't want him, the divine physician, to come in and heal. And perhaps it's even a teaching of the church, which is the teaching of Christ, that we struggle to accept. And we can see this happen within our own hearts. And I think in a way we can also see it when we have a tendency to try and assume the worst in others. Because it says that they tried to entrap him in his words. We need to be careful of assuming the absolute worst in those around us. Jumping on them for their words. Jumping on them for what they do without necessarily asking ourselves if we're doing it in the most charitable way possible. 
And so I want to encourage each of you to analyze within your own heart because I need to do this all the time. Where is my heart still hardened? Where is my heart still resistant to the Lord's grace? Where have I not surrendered to him and allowed him to enter? And in doing so, we little by little soften our heart to receive the Lord ever more readily each and every day.